Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Leaving the Yard. Zach and the Professor here on the Fan 1079. Apologize, Facebook people. We were, I was late getting the, the, the sound to you. The sound is working. Just wasn't plugged into you. Yet. days ago. Now your sound is working. We had no sound at all. Yes. Today we're sounded again. We're like yes. sounder. It's an old movie, wasn't it? It is an old movie. That's Cecily Tyson. Yeah. 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 It's back in the day. Yeah. It's like, like an old C- yeller kind of thing. The Seattle Sounders. Oh, that's, yeah. Not so much. Not so much? You hate on the Sounders? Yeah, I never really had a. I mean, I get it. It's just not really. The Puget Sound thing doesn't. Stuck, it's better than being the Pugies, I guess. I stuck my foot in the Puget Sound one time. Did you? It was cold. It was like July's up there. And I made the mistake of wading out into the sound. It's rather. I made a rather girlish sound. Did you? I'm glad you're not react, reenacting that for us. It was not pretty. It's cold. That's some cold water. Oh, well, yeah. That's about as cold water as I've ever stepped foot in. Pacific Northwest. That's got it all is. the other. Pacific and West. But it was it was July. I thought, well, surely this water's warmed. No. No. no it hasn't. Cold. Not. And, and that's why they don't have beaches, because there's no use for them. There's no, there. no. It's rocks. It was a bunch of rocks. Yeah, no sand. Mostly just cold. Really? Yeah. Okay. I enjoyed my trip to Seattle other than that. I saw them throw the other fish. Than, other than you put your foot in the water? Yeah. That's that part you didn't like. They threw the fish. I saw Griffey Play Center. It was, it was a good outing. Didn't go in the up kingdom? In, in the kingdom? Yeah, it was in the yeah. kingdom. Oh, that's, I that's, didn't go up in the Space Needle, but I, we walked around it, looked up. Yeah, that's cool. Why would cool. you go in it? I don't know. I'd been up in the hemisphere when years before, and I, I thought, you know, it can't be any more impressive than well, that. Well, kind of a thing. I'd been up in the Hancock building. I don't know. Just that trip, I didn't want to spend the 12 bucks or whatever. Ah, now we're Go getting up. to it. There it is. Yeah. Mr. Cheap. You know, it was two for one night at the uh, Mariners game, and uh, <laughs> we bought like $5 tickets or $4 tickets. Well, you so, had money for the needle then. Well, I should have, but... Uh, we spent it on other things that trip. You passed on an opportunity to say, I've been at the top of the needle. We drove up to Roslyn, which was kind of the highlight of the trip for me. It's uh, a make-believe town up there. Okay. It's where they uh, filmed Northern Exposure. Yeah. I was right. all about that. There's something else about Roslyn. Oh, that's the, uh, I'm thinking, uh, um, yeah, the uh, Dan, what's his name's books? Uh, Devils and An- Demons and Angels. Is that and- Roslyn? Yeah, Roslyn's yeah. The, the 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 line, supposedly. I'd go back to Seattle. It's pretty cool. What's the name of that? I don't know. I'd, I'd read Dan Brown. Books. Dan Brown. Dan Brown's the author. They made a movies. Read a Tom Hanks. Of... Tom Hanks was in the yeah. movies. Was that the uh, one with the? Yeah. Uh, the church. And yeah, all that? yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm familiar with that. I think I saw the movie. Roslyn. That was. I think in I there. saw the first one. I was the first impressed. one. Well, the first one was okay. Yeah. It was, a th- it was a thriller. Yeah. I wish I could think of it off the top of my head now. Yeah, I haven't read the book. Oh, that's good. I read some Sandra Brown books back then. Oh, no. Sandra Brown. Dan Brown. Anyway, we walked into the show. Sandra? Not Poopoo and she Sandra. She was the, the weather lady on Channel 8. Uh, okay. All right. Anywho. She became a multi-million dollar author. Yeah. Welcome to the show today. We're going to have uh, a little disc golf talk the second half of today's presentation. I'm still in disbelief on that. Why? You didn't get the girl. We'll get the the coach to get the girl if we feel like we need to. I'm intrigued about your sponsor. Sponsor, sponsor. I don't think she actually. I don't think she throws a disc. She's more the uh, brains behind the outfit. 
I slipped one years ago. Did you? <laughs> nice. Very nice. Not quite the same. Really? Yeah. At least you didn't throw a discus. No, I did not. All right. But anyway, she's joining us at the bottom of the hour from uh, Southern Arkansas University. Prior to that, I reached out to Jerry Stanford today. How's Coach doing? Yeah, he's, I guess, all right. He's busy today. What's he doing? I was today? trying to get him on to have this conversation concerning the uh, latest hearing from the UIL concerning freshmen and more. He's got a long-range planning committee this afternoon. Oh, well. He can't be uh, he wishes, free for this. He yeah. wishes he was here with us, I promise you. <laughs> well, he, he passed on it. So anyway, you didn't have time, but uh, I'm intrigued by next week's UIL council hearing. By the way, Dodger Danny says Da Vinci Code. Da Vinci Code, there it is. Good man. That's why uh, we get help from our friends. Yeah. Da Vinci Code. But anyway, I uh, reached out to, to Jerry. He couldn't come on today. Next week on uh, the, what, the 14th? So we're yes. talking about next uh, Tuesday, Monday, something like that. Tuesday, Tuesday. Um, UIL is going to have their uh, council hearing three things on the agenda that uh, apparently are of interest to folks who are fans of varsity sports around the state of Texas. Item one, which is going to be the one that's probably going to get the most discussion, and I would expect the least amount of support, would be uh, excluding ninth graders from participating in varsity sports. Yeah, that really doesn't make any sense to me at all. I don't understand where that even comes from. Who does that? Small schools don't have enough bodies to be able to make it work anyway most of the time. Now we're going to start worrying about the health and well-being of our uh, young people. Oh, I don't think we're worrying about that. So what's the reasoning behind it if it's not a... Well, somebody had to bring it to the table for a discussion item. So okay. I'm, I'm Once betting. Once again, I'm asking, what's the reason? I'm by? betting the discussion item has to do with uh, enticing eighth graders to move. I would bet you that's probably the motivation of whatever school brought it up. What difference does it make whether it's in the eighth, ninth, tenth, eleventh grade? Now, with open enrollment, you can pretty well move around. Well, I understand. I just think that they, I, say that. I can bet you that probably is one of the barriers of I'm keeping you here. We get another year to coach you up. You're not varsitying anywhere. You may as well stay where you are. I can't see that. You don't. I don't think that's. We'll a see. I think somebody's finally worried about the health of freshmen. Yeah, but that's that makes no sense. It's one thing if we're talking about football. You can't play baseball. You can't play volleyball. You this can't is, play tennis. Where's is, the health of any of this? Chuck, this is why this is going to fail miserably. I, I have. I feel it's not about health. If, we, if we're going to have this conversation uh, about varsity nothing. football, I would say okay, this I is a health it's conversation. About health. I'm betting you it's not. You think it's about movement? Yes. I, yes. I don't get that. Doesn't make any sense to me. I'm blocking you from moving another year. You're not going to play over there. You're playing over here. You're staying over here. You're not going over there. I don't think it's going to pass anyway. I think small schools in particular are going to scream bloody murder of we don't have enough athletes to begin with. You're going to cut out our ninth graders and keep them from playing? Number yeah. two, our ninth graders, If let's say your injury things, are we going to have some study that shows ninth graders are more susceptible to getting injured? Yeah, I would think so. Really? You think that study sits there? <laughs> how many, how many, we, we, did, we did Longview last year, and John King has been an opponent of almost forever of freshman playing. He doesn't believe in freshmen playing at the varsity level. 
He's at a five A school. He's at a five A school, and he and, as and the coach, be a rare one that ever as the coach decides. I don't think ninth graders are ready to play for me, and so I'm mm-hmm. not playing them. And I think Jalen Hale is one of the few ones who actually got a chance to play as a ninth grader at uh, at Longview. There aren't very many that make varsity football programs at the big schools. At the small schools, we were we were lucky enough to see Landon Jackson as a ninth grader and set the sack record for Pleasant Grove mm. that year. But I don't see that happening at five A's and above. I don't think those kind of kids not. are going to be able to get on the field. I think Landon could have competed as a freshman at Texas High, but I don't know that he would have been as dominant as he was at times as a freshman. Anyway, it's item one. See, the real one that Boston put this stuff up last night, yeah, you and I. I know. And the only one that caught my attention, I thought the freshman was just stupid. Lacrosse makes no sense to me here in Texas. Uh, the one that was of interest was the soccer thing, and they're getting it wrong. Yeah. And, and the, the proposal is bumping soccer out of the spring. Well, it's not in the spring. It's in winter. Well, whatever. And moving it to the fall, yes. moving it to the first semester. They should move it to the spring. It makes no sense when it is now. No, it makes it makes zero sense right now where it is. Yeah. The weather's horrific. It's an outdoor always. sport at the worst possible time. Yes, no question. And like Arkansas, they're just started later. Yeah. They just need to start it later. It makes no sense where in Texas most of your soccer teams play on your football fields. Yeah. While you would put them on the fall. You've already got sub-varsity football and stuff. Yeah, they'd be scrambling. When are you going to get them on the field to, to practice? Yeah. Yeah, it's just it makes no sense to move it to the fall, but it would make all the sense in the world to push it into the spring. Most people have already made that choice when they're young between baseball and soccer. And no, and you're right, Arkansas. We've done Arkansas and, high and you've games. You got and, kids who are kickers. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. No, that's where none you're getting of, your kickers from. Yeah, you're getting them from the soccer no, team. None of that makes any sense. Why? Those, both of those, neither one of them make any sense. What's UIL? Somebody at UIL is going to have this discussion. Third one is shot clock for basketball, which now you got an expense you got to have to pay mm. for. You're going to have to mandate schools to put up an expense for a shot clock, which isn't huge. But now you got to have another guy at the table watching it. the shot clock. Yeah. We already know from doing games that you know they're knuckleheads sometimes don't even start the clock when they're supposed to. Yeah. Now you're worrying about another clock? Well, I don't say that. I, I rarely see. Clock issues in games we've called. No, we uh, haven't seen many, but it know, happens. Yeah, it happens. But you're asking for somebody I see else to have no to sit need there to have a shot clock. We haven't up to this point in but time. No, it's and, been fine. and then the game has changed to such we really don't. Who, who's playing a lot of four corners now? Oh, I'm sure there's some schools we have out there. Four out, but they're looking. First time they get an open look, they're going to shoot the ball. Yeah. I don't. I don't know if. And Nobody's going to delay. We saw, but no, I see. We, I think this was part of the problem. I think that's where this came from. We did see this a year or two ago. Some school did go stupid, had some powerhouse opponent, and tried to get the first basket and then hold the thing okay. as much as they could for the half. Okay, that's that. We did have that happen here recently. I cannot remember the schools, but yes, it did happen here recently within the the last year or two. So I, I can see where somebody said we can't have that happen, but that occur- occurrence is so rare. Yeah. I don't think. I'm, does it warrant everybody in the state having to have a shot clock in no, their gym? No, it doesn't. 
As usual, the UIL just leaves you scratching your head. Well, they're going to discuss it. They haven't passed it yet. Let's let's be honest. They had the, my, my expectation why is time on it. Well, because you you give somebody their voice. Let's hear the let's have the conversation. Convince me why we should change, and if it's warranted, we'll change it. I don't think they're going to find any of these are warranted. No, but it is intriguing to see them all come out. It's a kind of a threesome at a very strange time. Not a very good threesome. Yeah, it's a mismatched say. threesome. That's a, it's a mena- menage mess. Menage a nah. <laughs> no, I don't think no? so. No? You're not feeling that? That's a mes- definitely a menage a <laughs> nah. I'll pass. Just saying. All right. We're going to take a break. 13 and a half after 5 o'clock. Leaving the yard. Zach and the professor here on the fan. 1079. Quick timeout. We'll come back. Segment two. We talked about it a couple of days this week. PGA, PGA, PGA. Well, today they fired back. We'll come back and talk about that in a minute. Leaving the yard. Zach and the Professor on the fan. 107.9. Welcome back. 18 after 5 o'clock, leaving the yard. Uh, Zach and the Professor here on the fan, 107.9. Enjoying dog ownership, are you? Eh, just, <laughs> I like the dog. He's a likable old dog. but likable guy. He's, he's basically landmined my backyard. Wait, Jerry says, on my way? No, Jerry, I, I have somebody at 5.30 today. Dude, No. No. <laughs> Well, we're gonna have a problem. No, I'll leave. No, I don't need that. I mean, I got I got Sarah Adcox well, from SAU. Understand. understand? I'll just leave. You're not leaving. Jerry can be your co-host. No, the door's <laughs> locked too. <laughs> It'll be the Zach and Jerry show. He's not getting in. Oh my gosh! I'm gonna let him in well, on he... my way out. <laughs> I'm gonna have to try to. Oh my gosh! Do I need Say, to go check the door? Huh? No. Do I need to go check doors. Is... When's he gonna get here? Well, I don't know. All I got is an on my way. When, when did he say that? Just now. It said now. Oh, well, that's not going to be. I, see, I could go get it. Call your, your other person. Well, I'm going right to have to at the break. And no, call her right now. I'm not going to call her live on the air. Well, no. She may not be ready. Say, let's call her and see if she's ready. I hate to do that to somebody. Call her. It's so 10 she... minutes early. So? You're goading. See, this is peer pressure. You're goading me into call this. Call the lady early. What's. What's her name? Sarah. Her name's Sarah. Say, hello, Sarah. Oh, I don't like doing this. This Say, is, see, Sarah, this is the you, kind of thing that makes me could mad. Could you come early? Say, I'm not Sarah, doing could that. you start oh, early? Geez. Come on. Sarah, she's a sponsor. I'm sure she's very versatile. I'm she's, not liking this. She's at capable all. of adjusting on the fly. Okay, We're well. not big dogging her. We're just kicking her to the front of the presentation. Oh, jeez. It's really more of a prime time slot. It is prime time. I I'm mean, sure. we're not. It's we're gonna ringing. put Coach Stanford on Jordan Angel time slot. All right, this is gonna be bad. See, it's ringing. This is so bad. It's not bad. I hate doing this. Just say, sir, could you start early? And by the way, we're live. <laughs> this is Sarah. Hi, Sarah. It's Chuck Zach in Texarkana. How are you? I'm good, Chuck. How are you? I'm good. I'm 10 minutes early calling you. I'm so sorry. Are you able to speak to us no, right no. now? Yes, I am. Absolutely. Perfect. Well, you're talking to, to myself and my partner, Tony Kirk. So say hi, Tony. 
Hi, Tony. Hi, Tony. How are you? <laughs> Sir, thank you so much for allowing us to bother you 10 minutes early. It's, well, hey, it's not a problem at all. Well, I'm excited to talk to you guys this afternoon. We're excited to talk to you. Sarah is in charge of the activities over at uh, Southern Arkansas University with the MAC, right? The Mules Athletic, uh, what's the C? <laughs> right, Mule Rider Activity Center. Center, center, there you go. You are in center, charge yeah. of that, yes? Yes, correct. And by default, then, you are actually the person that I reached out to the other day to try to figure out more about Mule Rider Disc Golf, which apparently has slipped under the radar of being, like, dynamically a dynasty in the area. It's it's pretty amazing. Um, Yeah. So, yes, I, I run our Mule Rider Activity Center, and I also do our intramural program as well. And so our uh, Mule Rider Disc Golf uh, team falls under our club sports, which I also do. And so, yeah, uh, Disc Golf has really taken off for us here at SAU. Now, now give me some background. How long ago did this begin? And how did you get this this job of being in charge of it? So um, I have been in my position for almost 11 years here at SAU running campus mission. And um, I had a student approach me uh, about 11 years ago when I first started who was interested in in disc golf. And I didn't know anything about it at the time. Hadn't heard about it. I mean, I was completely clueless. And so we bought some baskets. I think at that time we bought about six baskets. And we put those around our intramural field um, so that the students could start to play disc golf. And so that student really got other students interested, and it just kind of evolved through the years uh, through that. And in 2017 is when we actually established the disc golf team, and that's also the same time period that we um, built our own disc golf course here on campus. Did you see that much interest? You're like, we need to build a course here? Yes. So when you yes, say absolutely. that when you say that much interest, how many kids are we talking about? Do you think? Well, when we first started our our actual team in 2017, we had we had about 16 to 20 team members. Okay. Now, we were one of the bigger at that point in time, one of the bigger schools in the nation um, with as far as how many students we had participating. We also have a lot of students that just and non-students, community members that just come out and play. And so our our numbers um, are a little bit lower than when we first started. Uh, COVID kind of hit us pretty hard, even though that was an outdoor sport that, you know, we we could do outside. Um, But, you know, um, there was just so much interest because it was new. And and again, when we we first had our, our, opened our course, Man, it was great to be able to just play here on campus and not travel out of town. And so you you started with uh, almost a couple dozen kids. You decided to build a course. How did you go about building the course? Did you find somebody to do it, or did the kids just kind of lay out, here's how we want the course to look? Well, I actually had a student who um, designed the course himself, and he worked closely with me, and we worked with Dynamic Disc. Um, to kind of get our baskets and, and, and get all of our signage and all those kinds of things. And so a student who was a current student at the time was actually the one who designed the course. And so we're off and running. 2017, you actually get a team together, and you have pretty good success that first year, don't you? 
we do have pretty good success that that first year we did we did all right again we we took all i think we took the whole team the whole 16 um and we had a few extra a few alternates and we had a pretty good showing that first year um but really we really the better year and since then was 2018 uh i'm sorry 2019 is when we had um the women we had a women's team win national champion and then we had an individual she won not only did they win the team but they they won individual as well and then we've had an individual national champion 2021 and this year that's whitney right whitney brown that's Whitney Brown, correct. And I'm, I'm looking at Whitney Brown stuff this week and, and trying to figure out exactly, you know, her story. And I, I find on a disc golf website, she's now listed as a professional. Well, all of our students, if they play collegiately, have to have a professional membership as well. Ah, so they are all officially listed as professionals, but they compete at the collegiate level. Nice. So is she graduated now, or yes. do you have another year with her? We have one more year with her. No. She has. Um, she already has an undergraduate degree here from SAU. She graduated with an exercise science degree and then decided to stick around and get a marine biology degree. Nice. And so she's got one more year. Um, and one more year of, of this marine biology, and then she will officially graduate. So now you're the one that's the sponsor for all of this. What's your responsibility? Are you scheduling and traveling and hoteling and mealing? And is that you? <laughs> yes, yes, I, I do all of that. Um, they do attend um, tournaments, you know, in the region. Uh, they they kind of go th- by themselves for those. Um, because they're close, maybe they're an hour away or two or three hours away, and so that may be like a Saturday they go um, participate in that kind of smaller tournament. Um, but when we go to nationals and when we, you know, go across the country, um, that's when I, I will travel with them and we take care of, of uh, you know, hotels and food and um, rental vehicles and everything to get them to that point. All right. So when you started this thing a few years ago, Sarah Adcox, did you think you'd be traveling to nationals and winning national championships? <laughs> no, I did not. I did not. You know, this has just been something that is is just phenomenal, and it, it is all the students. I mean, they are the ones that put in the hard work. You know, they they work hard um to to get to nationals and to make those appearances and i I gotta tell you that whitney you know she's the first um women's national champion back to back that's never happened before um since collegiate disc golf for women has started we got to get her on so we're pretty proud of that yeah we got to get her on (laughs) you're gonna have to send me her number we're gonna have to connect and get get her on with us because this is crazy i've 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 probably started playing five or six years ago out in texarkana at spring lake park and it's a great course and i love playing there but uh i'm not very good i just it's a good walk and it's a good exercise and it's cheaper (laughs) than playing actual golf and so it's a lot of fun but i'm just blown away that sau this this close to us has become this big of a powerhouse Right, right. And I think, you know, one thing that's, that, again, has worked in our favor is we have our own course that they can practice on every single day. And whether that's just practicing putting or, you know, go, doing the whole course or, you know, we, we've just got those things that are such a, a, a great thing for our university and for our students and, and 
you know, we're, we're just really proud that, that we have this here on campus. So I'm wondering now, is, is Steve Browning having to start to recognize you as like a national champion coach? <laughs> well, I, I don't think so. Not yet. Not yet. Um, but not yet. But, you know, again, we're, we're, we're not NCAA sanctioned or anything. And so, um, you know. But it's we're very proud. Well, I'll tell you what, Sarah Adcox, thank you so much for joining us. She is the director at the Mule Activity Center and the sponsor for the champion women's back-to-back champion, Whitney Brown. And I'll tell you what, like I said, I'll send you an email. We'll get hooked up with Whitney, and we'll get her on the show with us, okay? That sounds great. She'd love to do it. Thank you so much. Thanks for the time, and we're sending folks your way. If you're a potential disc golf player, SAU is where you need to go. How about that? That's right. Come see us. There Come play go. with us. That's right. Thank you, Sarah. You take care now. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. All right. Jerry Stanford's coming up next. Leaving the yard. Zach and the professor on the fan. Staring down the barrel of a shotgun. Soon have a story to tell. Looking down the Welcome back. We got about 27 minutes till 6 o'clock. Leaving the yard. Zach and the professor here on the fan 1079. And, uh... Hopping in to tear up the equipment. Jerry Stanford with us this afternoon, the athletic director, head football coach over at Texas High. Nice to see you, sir. You too. Thanks it's for having me. a sharp new shirt. It's a golf shirt from this year, Maine State Golf Team. I, I was wearing the golf hat today. Oh, yeah. That's what we wore down at State. Yeah, it's, it's, it's attractive. Very nice. Thank you. You get all that good perk stuff, don't you? <laughs> take care of us. We were talking first segment about the fact UIL's uh, having a crazy council meeting this week. Yeah, that's, um, we read through that yesterday night. And uh, went back through it today. John King, uh, who's kind of our regional rep, he and I have talked for a while today about it and just going through the list of items and what do we think will go through, what won't, what makes sense, what really just it looks like they just do it on a sheet of paper, which we felt like was kind of most of it. Yeah, that's right. We talked about um, some of it the first segment. Yeah. And there's some historical value to why some things are on there that probably don't even make sense, but for the reasons they're on there kind of makes sense. And so it'll be a unique meeting. Um, my venture to guess is very little will come out of it as far as what will be approved yeah and it'll be tabled like a lot and a lot of things most i mean it's not uncommon for the majority of a uil meeting at this time of year to get tabled as let's consider and look at it in the future right i think that's kind of the shot clock's been oh, yeah. there for years now but i think that's probably the one thing that i think will go through do you really because we were kind of talking about thinking why other you know we there, i don't know if it was a year two years ago we had a school that drug out the, the drug out the game it's often oh is it it is see i didn't think it was so the old and i say old to take that with a grain of salt the old regime of basketball is half court basketball right we're gonna slow it down sure work set offenses play man defense and it's going to be a low scoring, you know, 50 point game was a high scoring game at certain times sure. back in high school basketball. And that's what some of the people in the UIL who are ex basketball people are very used to. Um, but, you know, the argument with the, the 20, the shot clock is the cost. That's really the argument is can schools afford it? Well, we afforded a 40 second clock in football right. when they put that on us in 2014 right we made that change and everybody had to make it so i I don't see why they won't at this point i think there's enough pressure to do it um so my my problem with that is 
it takes away part of the strategy of the game. You, you've got some teams that are built for up and down, and mm-hmm. that's jack threes and keep the pace up. And you've got other schools that may not be as athletic. It gives them a, sure. a fighting chance. We're just going to take that away from them, that ability? I think you would hear some defensive coaches say that was the real – that was their common reason for not having the 40-second clock, that because the 40-second clock sped the game up yeah. for offenses – in the officials' minds and in the minds of safety, it sped the game up and made it shorter as well. And I think that's part of it. Um, the amount of stoppages right now without having the 25-second clock, the amount of fouling that's taking place because there's not a shot clock, excuse me. Um, and so I think I think it'll go through. I really do. Um, I don't disagree with what you're saying on the strategies. If you've been to the state tournament a couple times, there are teams that are really, really going to pull it out, play a four-corners offense, play a 2-1-2 defense, force everything to the outside. Well, every girls' team in West Texas, you just described how they play. Yeah, absolutely. Which has been such a big part of the girls' state tournament for years is how good those West Texas girls' teams are. But they may have ten touches before anybody even considers a shot. Absolutely. No, I, I don't disagree with you whatsoever. Um, I do think it, the commonality amongst the coaches right now from my discussions and just checking with research and other ADs as it'll go through. See, that to me is one wow. of those things that's the numbers in the urban area who yeah. is having their say for those in the rural areas who it probably does a disservice to sure. are, are going to be overridden on it. You know, one of the unique things in Texas for other states is everybody else's federation rules. With us being NCAA rules, we tend to want to align right. with NCAA. Obviously, most kids don't go play college basketball. But for the sole purpose of the ones that do, the colleges do like it. They have to play by NCAA rules. They do see that as an advantage in at least conversations. Um, whether that's a reason to change it or not, wow. maybe not. Maybe part of the conversation, a little bit. Um, but, uh, you know, I think the UIL is probably – I think they've done their, their polling of the athletic directors. Um, they've done their polling of superintendents. Uh, I think at this point, at least in the conversations that I've had, um, it does seem to be what people want for so whatever what's, reason. What's the reasoning behind the no freshman rule? What's, what, I don't what have you? any. You got me. <laughs> See, that, that was us in the first session. You We're got like, me. I, it doesn't, I mean, the only thing that we can figure – and I say we as loose as just people that I've had conversations right. with is we're trying to create like a red shirt year. I don't know. I, I just don't. I truly what, do not know. Jerry, what percentage of freshmen have you played on the varsity since you've been here? None. None. Zero. John King's basically the same way. Zero. Zero. One. I think he's one. Jalen. No, one. Jalen Hale, right? And Tatum played a little bit. Yeah. In my 24 years, Henry Melton went to the NFL. Okay. I had a quarterback that went to Wyoming, okay. but he was a, he only played the last two games of the year. All right. See, at big schools, we think the answer is going to be almost one. none. And as you start sliding smaller, yeah. you start seeing the need to have to play younger guys because you don't yeah. have bodies. We had two freshman baseball players this year play. Right. That's and right. They were both all district. One of them was all district. Yeah. No. No question. And around town, you can go to all schools in town and see a freshman who contributed in baseball. baseball. Ryan yeah. Sellers played freshman as a base as, as a freshman played yeah. varsity in basketball. Um, we had um, one play minimal this year, um, or did or did just a little bit. Yeah, but if you get into track, 
I mean, if you don't have freshman girls you ain't on gonna, your yeah, track team, you you're going to have, have a hard time fielding relays. I mean, even if you, I think the biggest disadvantage is is the one A's and two A's. Yep. Sure. They can't have any sport. Yeah. I mean, six man football. I mean, let's just let's even start there. Right. It's not possible without freshmen. So, y'all get your guess is as good as mine on this thing. So, I don't know where that came from. He was thinking safety issue, but yeah, I'm, I thought but, maybe some people because I can see a freshman yeah. football kid in the fall. Sometimes they're probably a little overmatched when you mm-hmm. throw them out there in class two A football. I, I can see someone mm-hmm. making that argument, but uh, that's Oak, the only thing I can. Oak High School, three A high school that I was at, and have a freshman play. You didn't have any. Not football. Not in basketball either. Not in baseball. And we've thrown out some examples. There have been a handful. PG's done probably more than anybody else in the last few years. Landon Jackson played as a ninth grader. Burris played as a ninth grader. Jackson Cobb played as a ninth grader. They had some over at PG that played and contributed as ninth graders. But it feels like it's self-policed. You guys decide, I got kids that can play at that level and not get hurt, or I don't, and and I'm not playing them. We've got one this year that's an extremely talented kid, Um, much like Landon and Marcus. He'll, He'll be a national recruit. Those are exceptions, I would say. But the conversation in our staff room right now is, look, if he's not a full-time starter, meaning every snap on one side of the ball or the other, he's playing freshman football. That's not right. JV, freshman. Explain, explain that right quick, because I hear a lot of coaches say they'd rather keep him with their class. Absolutely. And talk, talk about why that is in it's your mind. continuity and chemistry. Uh, I mean, it's the ability to, to not put one kid above the rest of the class to say you're just like – not to say that they're just like everybody else, but you are just another teammate. And to keep a class together and to breed success within a class, that usually transitions continually over the years of four years to prove to be a really, really good class you, that knows how to win. Would you rather win a, f- a freshman championship instead of a JV championship? <laughs> no. Those are the same to us if you really look at it and so we treat each class differently where each class is built upon seeing continuous success because if that freshman class is successful as freshmen most likely as a jv unless they all have to play varsity is going to be a really successful jv um for instance the last couple years with us we've been at worst seven and three on the jv and at worst nine and one eight and two on the freshman for the last four years even when we were in the other district we were still eight and two as freshmen and that has transitioned us into where we are right now i would i would say it's a strong opinion listen to jerry stanford by the way the head coach athletic director over at texas high soccer was the other one that caught our eye yeah that's the historical one there right and so um soccer was initiated into the uil in the late 80s uh, I believe it was 87, I believe, give or take right around there. Um, so going back to federation rules or even college and, and other states, which I think we are just not like other states is a big part of that conversation with soccer, is other states, soccer season is a fall sport. In college, soccer is a fall sport, and they have a minimal spring uh, season. And so we are the oddity in that. And I think what the UIL looked like, and I'm subjectively guessing on this part and assuming, right. and when they put this in in the 80s, the the theory in Texas is as many kids play as many sports as possible. As soon as you put soccer into the fall, a lot of people's special teams just got a lot worse. <laughs> <laughs> That's my thought That's process. A lot of people right. have one field that both well, play on. Let's go to, let's go to fields. Yep. Let's go to uh, – 
not just the coach availability of coaches at, of, at schools that have coaches that coach multiple sports. Let's go to what night are they going to play on? Because football is played on Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. Let's go to the ability to find workers within districts, which is already hard enough to find ticket takers, scorekeepers, officials. I mean, you, there's a list of things of reasons I say they're not going to move that. Yeah. The only reason is to align with the colleges that I can see is even – so take club soccer. The club soccer season is more or less late February through May. Well, that's a brunt of the high school soccer season in yeah. Texas. That's where the conversation is being brought up is that and the college soccer alignment. It's those two caveats. What else is on there? We, th- we did those three. What else was on the list that you saw? You know, I think one of the conversations that's interesting is um, right now a student in Texas can legally buy a course description, only take one PE class a year. Okay. What that does is a senior who's maxed out on credits already, you really don't have a way to place them by the code of the book. You can work around some certain areas, study skills, teacher's aids. Right. But let's just say the kid that wants to be on the bowling club team, if you have a bowling club, which we'll have in a year. Nice. So, therefore, a kid that couldn't do that. If they're a football player and they want to be on the bowling team, you can't be in those two periods in the same day. Gotcha. I think that makes some logistical uh, – it solves problems for counselors. It sure. makes it easier to place kids who are not in all AP classes. Right. The kid that just wants to graduate and be in general education, That's right. it gives them other classes and opportunities to take more things. I really thought that made sense. I think the PAPF, um, the review of the PAPF and a kid coming from a private school makes a lot of sense, meaning that a kid can't jump from – Tyler's a prime example of private schools. That's where a lot are. Mm-hmm. A kid can't go from All Saints in Tyler over to John Tyler, back to TK Gorman over to Tyler Legacy. Okay. By rule, right now they could because the PAPF goes straight back to the private school. Right. Well, now if you eliminate that PAPF and it has to go back to the previous public school as well, you eliminate that ability and that loophole. I think that's something that probably go through okay and they're revisiting summer um off season just time restrictions loosening or restricting they're looking at in season off uh, off season as well as to what the limitations outside of the school day are going to be for skills um right now it's you can lift outside of the school day mandatorily but you cannot do skills outside of the day mandatorily gotcha that's a study they're looking at and i think most of this is going to be tabled and they'll continue to do a study, right. so to speak, thereof. They'll try to get you guys swayed and take a vote yeah. down the road. That's what that means. And we haven't had very many votes on most of that stuff. And right. so that's why I say most of it will be tabled, I think. On to other things. You doing seven on seven this year? Yeah, you we are. Do? Yeah. Uh, we're uh, partnered up with uh, Mount Pleasant and Sulphur Springs. Okay. Uh, we play each Monday night. We're going to do some things with Atlanta nice. later on in the summer. Nice. And uh, it's going good. You like that? Not really. <laughs> Uh, it's just not football. And I'm, no, I mean, I, we want to chunk it as much as anybody. Sure. I cannot stand the seven-on-seven seven offenses and defenses. It's just it's not real for the quarterback. Right. Do I think the competition is good? Absolutely. Sure. I think it is good for competition. Right. It's good for kids to see other teams. But the gimmicky, this is – here's my thing. I want to do what we are good at. Right, that's right. And I want to get better for winning on Fridays. And I'm not saying it doesn't translate, Okay. 
But I think for the IQ level of the kid and what you do, I think we need to grow IQ athletically from what we do on offense and defense. Therefore, we're going to do what we do on a Friday night. We're not going to change. Right. We try not to play teams who are going to not do what they do on a Friday night. We want to see a real offense and a real defense. Therefore, we can prepare for a Friday night. Gotcha. Nobody's going to remember a 7-on-7 score. <laughs> It just drives me nuts. <laughs> it really does. Your first game is at, is at Jerry's World? Yeah. What is that? How did that happen? We were set to play at the Star right? Um, with Frisco, and obviously Frisco has a connection with Jerry's World, seeing as they built the Star. And um, the Cowboys wanted to practice at the Star. Okay. So they said, we'll trade y'all AT&T for the Star. We said, we oblige. Why not? <laughs> we don't have a problem with that. How crazy is that? And so uh, we're going to play a really talented uh, Frisco Lone Star team constantly, a 5A D1, future 6A, top 10 in the team state. And it's going to be really good for us, really, really good. We've got a good non-district schedule that we're going to grow up into really So quick. how does that go the next year? They'll come here. They'll come here. Yes, sir. Come to so AT&T to them or... is like home game for them. Okay. Uh, they look at it as it's just a home game because okay. the star would typically have been their home. Right. Yeah. So they'll come to Tiger State next year. Well, at least you get to, uh, some practice in the big place for, uh, you know, run at the state championship next year. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. it's just a good, our, our kids are ecstatic. Our fans are ecstatic about being there. It's an experience. I mean, having played in the star, having played at, at yeah. Texas, I mean, those getting a chance to play at those places – in advance of seeing a state championship takes away at least some of the big eyes from kids it, and it, coaches. Absolutely. You know what's funny about that is coaches from Dallas-Fort Worth, when they play in Tiger Stadium, say this is the best experience we've ever had. This is what high school football should feel like in a high school stadium. Just the, the, the closeness, the no track, the tightness of the sideline, the bands on their side. They said this is what I wish we could experience every Friday night. So our experience is we get to go to AT&T. Right. They love coming and just the hospitality. Isn't it crazy? It's, it's fun to talk it, to stories with other coaches. Is it a coaches. Thursday night, Friday night? It's a Thursday night. Thursday night, single game that night? or Single game, 7 o'clock. Very cool. Here we go. It'll be here <laughs> in, I think, 78 days. Oh, my gosh. Do you, do you mind a Thursday night game that early? I actually like them. We, when I was at White Oak, we started the year off. It's kind of neat being the first game of the year in Texas high school football on You're a Thursday kidding. night. Um, and I, I'll tell you this, I like having the extra day going into week two. Just the, the let's for better or for worse, get it out of our system. Yeah. We played John Hodder last year and won by 28 or so, but we didn't play real well. You just need to still get that out of your system, um, whether you win or lose. But to be able to heal up, regroup, refresh, and get ready for week two, which will be a challenge within itself as well. Is Bally Sports talking to you? No. No, they're not. They're not going to broadcast it. My venture to guess is they will pick it up, right? Um, NF or NFHS, yeah, or Fox um, yeah. Sports will pick it up. That's not uncommon. Nope. And then there's another channel in Dallas that picks up a ton of the games on WFAA. Thursday night. I think is it's it is. Um, KTV channel. Oh, 20, is that Twenty one. Okay. Pick up a lot of the live stream games and not live stream. It's on. It's live. Yeah, yeah, on, yeah. It's the They've, TV game. I've been on their channel a couple of times, so I could see it. Nice. Um, we'll see. It's exciting to be there. We're ha- we're excited to get there with this young team and uh, get after it. Well, we appreciate you coming over. Thanks for having uh, me. I hate to take you away from your meeting. That's no, all right. Hey, we're gonna long range plan. Long range. We're planning. gonna make the big uh, whatever. Yeah, I think so. Um, based on the numbers and the way things have gone and what we're assessed, the the needs of the community. 
Um, that's really the avenue of this um, Long Range Planning Committee is what does our community need, not what does our district right. need, and how do we serve each other within the context of that. And so, yeah, I think it uh, it's really going to be an assessed by the community, not just the district. And so I think that's where we are right now and uh, the way it looks like it's going to go. i got to take a break. Have fun. It was good seeing you. You too. All right, that's Jerry Stanford. We'll take a last uh, time out, come back for just a couple of minutes. Leaving the yards, Professor on the fan, 1079. Stick around, we're coming right back. Family About staying in touch during a disaster. When hurricane winds are gusting. When floodwaters reach your door. Or a blizzard blocks all the roads. Or is the best time, perhaps, today? During a disaster, you may not be able to stay in touch with your family or friends as easily as you think. And it's not always as simple as using your cell phone. That's why now is the time to take action. Go to nyc.gov slash readyny or call 311 and make your emergency plan today. Don't wait. Communicate. Brought to you by New York City Emergency Management and the Ad Council. When you look local first, you help local businesses grow and employ more locals, providing direct benefits to our local economy. The Mustard Seed Spice Market has over 300 spices in stock. You can also get jams, mustards and spreads, kitchen items, and even gift sets. 4701 Texas Boulevard, across from Pace Glass, or order online at mustardseedspices.com. Don't throw your damaged cell phone away. It's repairable. Whether it's a screen replacement or micro-soldering, M-Tech Electronics can repair it and at the best price in town. Call them today for your smartphone, computer, and game console repairs. 4012 Summerhill Square, Texarkana. The Downtown Restaurant is your place to grab some amazing catfish on Fridays, daily specials, homemade desserts, Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. to 8 p.m. When you want home cooking away from home, head to the Downtowner on the corner of Avenue A and 82 in Hooks, Texas. To help your local business community grow, go to looklocalfirst.com and click on Texas. Arcana. All right, five minutes till six o'clock, leaving the yards. Professor here on the fan 1079. Got a couple of minutes left. We're hanging out with Jerry Stanford, Texas High's athletic director and head football coach. You, you, you were talking before we got on the air. Some of our guys are already starting to report to uh, their college locations, and yeah. that's hugely exciting you know it is we uh, we kind of have a weekly check on each of those guys um that leave for their first year and uh, Derek brown at texas is right now is reported uh brayson mckinner's reported to baylor braylon stewart's reported to new mexico state uh, michael thomas is fixing a report to lamar and they're talking you know you can call the kid and the kid will say yeah it's really tough coach but i think i'm gonna start but you know <laughs> every of course kid, they are <laughs> but you, you know but you get to talk to the position coach and go hey man how's Derek doing is there anything right. he needs right. Does he, you know how's he doing with food you know all the things you just want to check on the, and they're doing really well i mean that's okay. an adjustment you don't matter oh, how my good gosh doesn't matter how good you are it's a huge jump and they're doing really well competing um the the first thing that all three of them said man coach we get to eat a lot of food (laughs) and you know the training tables yeah i mean uh, (laughs) they just you don't you know they think of cafeteria food yeah now they're they've got people bringing them food while they're coming out of class to try to put weight on them and they're like coach it's awesome (laughs) 
He said, we have to actually go to bed. And I said, yeah, that's a, you know, that's a good problem to have is you have to actually go to bed. And so it's been really good. And it's exciting to hear that they're doing well. And, you know, it's... You would bet they have big eyes right now. Like everything's huge and new and shiny right now. You know, I think that's one of our goals is you hope that you've prepared a kid to to mentally be able to take in what they're going to give you and then give it back and reverb what you've heard. Uh, Just to increase that athletic IQ and... um, but it's such they they look at it as you know a hardy boys book from when we were kids when really it's the the source of six inches thick that they're getting and uh it's so much of a density of what they have to mentally capacitate not just on learning but on this the speed and the reps and the expectation of what you have to go through mentally to be able to take it i mean it's i tell kids this all the time there is nothing fun about college athletics it is a million-dollar business for a reason. Yep. It is a job, and you are just a soup can on the shelf that is dispensable and being able to be dented at any time, and they will find a new one. So you start to get that back, Coach. This, this really is just – I have to go to work. Yeah, that's that's what you're yep. doing. That's exactly right. And that's right. what they're there to learn for. And so they're going to get an education and learn those things, and uh, they're having fun right now. We were talking about this the other day. Duke has actually hired a person in charge of dealing with NIL. Mm-hmm. I think it's the first school I've seen that's actually hired a specific person for just that. Mm-hmm. None of the three guys that we've talked about here have anything at the moment, but the expectation is it's not long. It's coming. You, you know, like it, with with Derek at Texas, I think there are things, right? whatever those are, right? Um, the THSCA has hired a group to be the sole source provider for our information of what we need to know as high school coaches about the NIL because we're going to deal with it. Yep. Whether we like it or yep. not, it's going to be at our level because of the agents are going to get involved. Whether they like what Jimbo did or not, it's done and it's legal. Whether they were bought at what expense, there's stories and they seem to prove somewhat accurate nobody's calling him to say he was wrong right he just did well and Louisiana already done the high school thing Absolutely. and if, yep. if Louisiana's going to have it you either put it in texas or they're going to be going across the state yeah. line so whether a kid was bought or not i don't think is the question was it legal or not it's legal yep yeah so it's coming to the, texas high school art? soon enough i mean they were bought this year yeah. i mean it's well documented what kids receive to yeah. go to certain schools legally yes so Jimbo can be mad all he want to. Coach Saban is correct in what he said. Whether he should have said it or not, maybe is another story. Or at least not name names. Yeah. But, it, I mean, they're doing it as well. So, yeah. I mean, this is not That's a, true. <laughs> Jimbo just Saint, got a head start It's like LSU said. Now we can just show the cars we've been That's giving right. them since anyway. Exactly. Yeah. I'll tell you what, we're out of time. i, I got to get this uh, next segment going. Jerry Stanford, great to see you. Appreciate you coming by. We're done for today. Back again tomorrow. Kirk and Company tomorrow, by the way. Razorback Billy Lavender will be in here. What's better than that? We're done for today. You guys take it easy. We will see you again tomorrow right here on Leaving the Yard. Zach and the Professor on the Fan, 107.9.